Hey, this is Kai, and you're listening to NDZ Live. listening to New Dogma Zine. Hello and welcome to another New Dogma audio situation. It is NDZ Live number 45. Uh, actually, no, it's 44. It's 44, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's 44. That's the number. Two in a row. It's, uh, the show's so nice, they named it twice, right? Uh, <laughs> that's not a thing with this. This is Andrew. I'm here with Grant and with Mitch. How are you guys? Doing all right. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Are you, uh, Mitch? Are you wearing a Florida Tropics shirt? Uh, yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> Jack <Jackie> Moon. <laughs> Rest in peace, Florida Tropics. I am feeling like absolute dog water right now. Yeah, you, don't, you don't sound great, my man. I am not great. Uh, so I was in Vegas this weekend. Mistake. <laughs> now we know that why is, that is not the reason why <laughs> that is not the reason why i i honestly honestly didn't party like at all didn't drink all that much i had i had a margarita at margaritaville on friday night that As was you it. do that was it uh sunday i started feeling crappy partially probably because of the stress brought on by budget rental car excuse me there's a story there I don't sense do not do not rent from budget rental car okay that's that is what i will put out to you right now mm. if you want more details it. ask me in person and did you, you catch an std rental car <laughs> that would have been a better story than what than what you'll be getting okay um, damn it I so I was there with some friends. I got home at about 9 30 on Sunday night and as soon as they left my place I pretty like within 10 minutes, I threw up, went to bed and then, and then slept from about then, which was around nine 30 or so until about 12 30 PM today. So, Oof. uh, Dang. over, over 50 hours, uh, I was completely and, out. And how are you testing right now? Have you tested? I have not. I didn't even think about it until about half an hour ago and then i'm like i will i will test after the show yeah so we'll see how it goes i i'm knowing me knowing me it will come up negative because that's how it always is it will come mm. up negative and i'll just be wanting for answers where there are none there are well, no answers okay you know report back to us because my computer already has enough viruses uh, I really can't take any more on the this old MacBook here. Uh, uh, well, you're, you're fine. My my viruses are probably only Windows, so well, that's will be okay. That's good. That's good. Um, there is some nastiness going around. Um, a, a bit of uh, a bit of a nasty upper respiratory thing. There's some cases of COVID going around. Um, it's just you know be be. Be careful. Be safe out there. Yeah. Do what you need to do to take care of yourself. Um, speaking of which, uh, our guest tonight was down a, a little bit under the weather this past weekend, so was not able to take place in the polar plunge. Uh, but we're, we'll get to all that in just a second. But we welcome <laughs> back to the show. I, I don't know for what feels like the fifth or sixth time. Uh, head coach and technical director of Ford Madison Football Club, Matt Glazer. How are you, Matt? Hey guys, thanks for having me. Always, always a pleasure to be on and, uh, yeah, feeling much better and, uh, yeah, excited preseasons. Uh, we're right in the thick of it. So, um, it's been, been fun. So, uh, yeah, a couple, a couple more weeks to go and then it's, uh, it's showtime. So everyone's excited here and, and uh, doing well. Yeah. It's good to have you again. We are virtual tonight. Just, uh, with with Matt just getting over being sick and, and Mitch being headlong in the throes of some terrible, terrible pox. Uh, we decided to not convene in person, uh, but let's talk about the polar plunge this past weekend. Um, it was a, I thought a great event. Uh, it was, I, I, it I felt like, it felt like better attended the, than it was last year. Yeah. Um, 
it seemed like and it seemed like the setup was a little bit um more professional this year you know it seemed like they had um you know they actually had like the uh the the, the announcers that were out there kind of counting people down and like pumping mm. up the crowd before your jump and everything like that so um yeah it was a great event i thought and uh was skeptical about being in lottie's park but yeah turned out to be pretty cool i mean uh, you, you know I thought it was a great location just because like literally, you know, 50 feet away, there was a bar that yeah, happened to be awesome. open during the event. So like we got there a little early, uh, you yeah. know, just still trying to, yeah, a couple, of, to, yeah, had a couple ca- of Chardonnays. Yeah. Well, you know, just a couple of Chardonnays. It was a Saturday morning. Um, but I thought overall the event was great. The one difference though, this year, um, we need to talk about wardrobe because, uh, um, you know, it was a little bit of a faux pas from Zach this year. Let's be honest. I mean, he really pretty much phoned it in on his outfit this year outside of the, the footwear. Uh, but we'll get into that in a minute, but it was extremely cold this year. Yes, it was. Um, it was a lot colder this year than it was last year. Mm-hmm. And I think what made it worse was, um matt and mitch you will you know obviously you were there last year so you'll you'll know what i'm talking about how last year we were able to kind of like come out of the tent and just go right to the dock and go jump Mm -hmm. um this year they this year they they kind of like loaded us up and we were sitting out in the cold and it was it was cold on saturday um especially with that wind coming off the lake it was so we stood there for a good what would you say 10 minutes it was at least 10 or 15. It was yeah. gnarly bad too. With the wind, I think the wind chill made it. So it was like negative something or other. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't imagine yeah. being Zach. Okay. So let's, let's talk about it. Zach wore the same outfit as last year, this time swapping out some sneakers for some fluffy flamingo slippers. Yep. Um, yeah. So bit of a fashion. Again, I mean, like you said, Big, you know, big reaction from the crowd. Oh, yeah. I mean, he knew he knows what he's which doing. we knew he'd get. But for us, we were kind of it was like this you know, again. Yeah, because it was like, you know, come on, man. I mean, however, in his defense, he did have something else planned. It didn't work out. Yeah. I it mean, fair play to him. I can't complain too much because like he stood out there waiting in line with all of us for the same amount of time with very much less clothing on yes (laughs) yeah yeah uh it was some kind of upper body harness thing with some fringe on the back yep uh and i I think my favorite line of that was as he was climbing out of the water the the uh the announcer was like get that man a coaster so I will say uh, that watching the video back on Instagram that you guys posted, I was very surprised to see him wearing the same thing again. I'm just like, is there is, is that the same thing? Is that it was? I mean, f- to be completely fair, Mitch, I don't think he busts that thing out any other day than the polar plunge. So this is just been. Be, it might just be that. Yeah. It's I mean, been Zach. We're talking about. It's been dry cleaned and then hung up in the closet in the plastic until it's time to polar plunge again. And uh, the other thing I'll say too is that like um the water this year was a lot colder this year too. Overall, yeah. just not a yeah. fun experience. It was yeah. like it immediately was, in the water, my brain is shouting at me, get out of here immediately. Yeah, you you didn't do uh you didn't do the SEAL team six like I was not <laughs> last last year it very much felt like the water was colder than or was warmer than the air. And like, you almost wanted to stay in there this time. It was like the breath sucked out of your lungs immediately. Everything's on fire. Get me out of the water. Move quickly. Uh, So, yeah. So you guys, you guys probably lucked out by not doing it this year. (laughs) I was going to say, I I felt bad that I missed it. It's a great event, but the the more you guys have talked about it, it was was a little bit rough. it, it, It was, it was definitely one of those, Matt, where we were like, yeah, this was this is <laughs> this boring. This, this, this was my maximum. Yeah, yeah. 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 When when it, when we were in the hot tub, which was like room temperature, there wasn't really a 
a hot tub. It was kind of a lukewarm tub. Uh, but when we got in there, it was kind it of like amazing. Yeah, we were just like, uh, th- yes, yeah. I'm glad that's over with. Let's go get a beer. Um, so we went to Mickey's and got brunch as you do, um, which is great. Yeah. Um, you know, notice notice out to Zach. Uh, people have picked up on your patterns. Maybe switch it up a little bit next time. I think too is that we should put together a little fund. I mean, if people, if we want to see, like, you yeah. know, because let's let's put some money together and like put together a fund so that Zach can really get creative with this. Yeah. Speaking speaking of which, um, <laughs> there were numerous people that donated directly to Zach on the day, uh, but we are still. The team overall is still about 200, a little over $200 short of our $5,000 goal that we had for this year. So if you're interested in donating, you can go to classy.org slash team slash 548915. If we get to five grand, is that where Zemo is going to dye his hair? Yeah. Yeah. So we got to get there. I'm gonna throw some money in there then. I we mean, gotta get there. Probably gonna dye his hair anyway. If we're being oh, nice. yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do we get to pick what color it is or something like, uh, or does do, does somebody get to you know? He's gonna do it pink, supposedly. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. well that's worth it then. Okay, yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah. Heard that. That's great. Yeah, we only need a little over dollars. Again, that's classy.org slash team slash five four eight nine one five. Get over there and donate, uh, or email. Kyler, that's K-Y-L-E-R at forwardmadisonfc.com. He can send you the info to donate to the page. Uh, we'll get there. I, I have faith we'll get there. But um, let's move on. We could talk about the polar plunge. It, like I feel like we've covered that already, though. Let's talk about preseason. Um, so, Matt, what what has been the sort of primary focus? Like the guys – reported on february 1st it is now the 20th uh what's been the focus so far yeah really like the first um our, our situation's a little bit different so every all these guys contracts start on on february 1st for the most part so um we we actually obviously our first game is until the march 16th so our our preseason um you know we could we could sort of take our time a little bit the first few days and, and sort of get people acclimated we've got sort of three or four extra days usually you want to do around six weeks um of preseason um, I'm, I'm kind of a believer of you know you don't want to go go too overboard with, with what you're doing and how long you're doing it um because it's a long season as it is but i think um yeah, look, the guys reported. We did some testing. We did some physical testing. We did some sort of uh, metrics. We kind of got some metrics down that we boxes we needed to tick to to see where people are at, see where the guys are at. Um, that that all went pretty well. Guys came in in a pretty good physical condition, um, based on the off season program we had provided. So um, the physical testing was good. It wasn't phenomenal, but it was good. Um, so that allowed us to kind of jump into the soccer right away, which was, which was great. So we did, you know, three or four days of testing, um, acclimating, kind of acclimating to, to Madison and stuff like that. And then we, we head out to, we headed out to, uh, Rockford, spent, spent about a week in Rockford, uh, a lot of trialists, a lot of, uh, a lot of new faces kind of mixed the teams, did a little scrimmage, um, against like a local team, um, up there, um, on the Friday of, of that first week. And then, um, and then we had a few days off, and then we headed up to Minnesota uh, um, Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. Um, so we were up there. We were up in Minnesota Sunday through um, Friday of, of this past week. Um, got a great week of training at, at Minnesota United's facility. Top notch, uh, top notch place to go. Um, kind of got some team bonding in. Did some, you know, did some stuff at the hotel. Um, you know, guys got to spend time together, get to know one another a little bit, did a few team meals, which is always a, a good thing to, for guys to get to know each other. And then we played a, uh, a little scrimmage against, uh, Minnesota United too, sort of a, just an abbreviated, like a, I want to say it was like a 45, 60 minute kind of game. So, so yeah, no, it's been, it's been really good so far. Um, I think where we're at now in terms of having sort of two, two solid weeks under our belt, um, we're now really starting to ramp up now with under a month, um, to go until our, our opening game. 
Um, now we're, we're really starting. We're back home training in Madison this week, so it's been great to get back here on, on, on Brees and get in our home environment and, and get the guys acclimated to the locker room and um, just kind of a, a normal day at Brees and what that looks like and, and um, kind of, you know, especially for the new guys, you know, let, allowing them to get acclimated a little bit. And then um, training this week and then obviously a, a match, uh, a little bit more of a, I want to say proper, but a little bit more of like a, a 90 minute affair um, coming up. Um, we're actually going to play over 90 minutes um, so we can kind of get some guys some extra minutes. Um, so we'll do that on Friday up at uh, up at the Chicago Fires facility. So, um, yeah, we're, we're right in the thick of it. Um, things have been great. Guys have come in with good attitudes. Uh, standards been good. It's always a, a time of the year where the quality is not always where it needs to be, but as long as the effort's there and we continue to progress every week, um, it's all about March 16th, and, and that's where our heads have been at. And um, we're excited for this test on Friday against a, a strong Chicago Fire two side. And then, um, you know, following that, we we've got a couple more games coming up. Uh, there's been a few schedule changes, but we still have a few more good preseason games coming up after that. And uh, yeah, man, we're we're looking forward to to, to getting going here. Um, we start a little bit later. We start about a week later than 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 most of the rest of the league so that gives us maybe a little bit of advantage to kind of see how things play out the first week and and um and kind of get a scouting report on some teams and, and go from there but uh yeah so far so good and excited to to continue just progressing through through this preseason yeah so i i had a question about you know you mentioned that maybe some of the guys didn't do as well on the physical testing or the, the beep tests as, as some, some of the players probably know them. Um, does that inform the strength and conditioning plan the rest of the preseason just to get guys in shape by, by season start? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, I don't want to um, give the wrong impression. Like the, the scores were, were solid, you know, the scores were solid. Um, there, there were some, there's some guys who need to catch up a little bit, you know, that's just, the, and that's, that's not uncommon. Um, that's I would, not uncommon. I would say, is that something you see um, every year? Yeah, yeah. Usually about seventy-five percent, which is where we were about. You know, we we had a sort of target that we wanted to hit. I would say seventy-five, eighty percent of the team uh, or more hit that target. Um, and yeah, there's always some guys that come in, whether they're coming off of an injury, but some guys coming off of off-season injuries or or things that were lingering from from last year. So there's a lot of factors that go into it. Um, it's really just about, you know, that's sort of a mental toughness kind of kind of kind of test where you see where we're at. You have to push yourself to your maximum. Um, but, yeah, I think um, to, to your question, yeah, it does. It gives us like so we, we do our preseason planning, obviously, most of it before, uh, obviously, in the in the weeks and months leading up to actually starting preseason. But that gives us a better idea of, of, of sort of what we can what we can get out of them physically. Um, can we push the limit on a certain day? Do we need to do we need to temper some things um, to to make sure that, you know, we're not we're, we're not uh, risking anyone for, you know, for injury injury wise. So I think like it's, it's just about gathering information. And, um, and, and and again, the hope is that a majority of the groups in, in a good spot, which which they are. And uh, yeah, and you just want to build. Not rarely are guys going to come into to the first day ninety minutes fit. It takes. That's why we do the six weeks to to build their fitness and, and make sure that for you know the first game we're we're hopefully uh, we're hitting on all cylinders and, and feeling ready to to give a good performance. So you mentioned the Minnesota game real quickly. Grant and I had plans to go and ended up not going. Part of it was hearing that there was some sort of illness going around the camp. So we wanted to make sure that we weren't adding to it. Or uh, I've got a Japan trip coming up starting say, on Saturday for two Japan weeks. Here pretty soon. Uh, try, trying to stay as healthy as I can uh, leading into that. Um, you mentioned that it wasn't like a full 90-minute game. I think that's probably most fans of this game who have watched for any length of time know that Pre, very very early preseason games generally don't go a full ninety. They they don't follow this sort of like FIFA <clears throat> rules as far as like duration, number of subs, all of that stuff. Um, are how did the guys do in that sort of initial outing? Uh, what did the coaching staff make of it overall? Yeah, it was good. I actually wasn't there because I was under the weather as well. And we were we were probably missing four or five uh, players. So that obviously made the exercise less of a, um, for me, obviously not being there and, and what we wanted to get out of it. it, it the, the, the way that that game was, was approached was probably a little bit different than 
maybe what the plan was initially. And so you have to be adaptable in these moments. And this is part of it. I think it became more of about let's get let's get minutes on our guys' legs. Um, yeah. So there wasn't a huge like tactical focus. There were some things that we wanted to achieve, um, which I think we did with varied success. Um, but but again, it's it's hard for me to to really be overly critical because I'm I'm watching the film back and I wasn't there and I'm going off secondhand accounts and and uh, it would be hard for me to sit here and be overly critical of that just because of there was a myriad of, of things that we had to deal with uh, in that week and a lot of it was health health related so that made that that uh, that activity a challenge but um, that being said got through it um, guys got minutes in their legs we got what we needed out of it um, which which is great for you know which is the most important thing this time of the year where you know where we're, we're not necessarily um, cutting our teeth about having to to win a game or play do all the went, went, do all the, the things exactly that we wanted to do um i do think some success i think do i do think some strides were made um over the over the first two weeks of training and they have to continue to improve so we've got a you know like i said i think um my, my hope is that this match coming up here in a few days in chicago is gonna is gonna be a little bit closer to um um you know a forward madison soccer game um probably than what we've seen so far so yeah you, you kind of have to temper all these things with with the the realities and and um what's kind of what the situation is and um, i'm proud of the guys for for getting out a a pretty tough week up in minnesota uh, all things considered i won't go into all the details but uh, it was a pretty challenging week and sometimes it can be good it can be good for some of these obstacles to come up early so it builds that resilience in the group and and uh, the hope is that we're we're kind of we're kind of dealing with some of that early um and it's not the first time like when we get to our league matches you know the first time we've been under stress or the first time we've been in a tough spot um, shouldn't be in a league match. It should be right. that. So, you know, there's 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 good in, there's there's good things to take, and and uh, yeah, I think the group's in a really positive place. The last two days of training here and and, and Madison have been really good and, and positive, and uh, yeah, we're just looking forward to getting better and and uh, getting to where we need to be. Great. You, uh, one of the questions I had, and I think it's one on a lot of the fans' minds, having watched. Um, some, especially some of our attacking players last year, we, we, we know the defense is a sort of known quantity. We know that we have a very, very solid back line in place, uh, including the goalkeeping staff. I think a lot of fans are very thankful for that. Um, ha, have there been any sort of like partnerships forming on the attacking side of things? I mean, we've got a lot of new playing personnel in uh, starting this season. Um I think a lot of fans are probably interested in seeing who, who might end up being a, par- a partner up front with Christian Cheney. Um, but as well, you know, it's, it's been a, like, we, we've got guys like, like Aiden who has played that sort of like six to eight sort of role, um, being able to partner him with a li- a four like player uh, could be interesting. Have you noticed any partnerships sort of forming in the early preseason? Yeah, it's still early. We're still mixing and matching and, and seeing what works and giving guys opportunities to compete for, for, for spots. I mean, that's that's what it's all about this time of the year. Uh, I think it would be be really, really early to, to say here's our, our 11 or here's even a partnership that is going to play 30-some games for it. Like, I, I think we're, we're probably a little bit early for that. But what I would say is that um, I think a lot of the guys have come in and really bought, especially the new guys, um, the guys that we've had back know kind of what the expectation is. The new guys have come in and really bought into what we're trying to do, which I think is when, when you have a group that's sort of a, you know, obviously 12 returning guys and then, you know, eight new players at the moment, um, you know, that takes some doing to, to make sure that, that that's starting to happen in gel and gel and it takes time. And I would say fr- from a sort of team perspective, that's that's already starting to happen. I've been really happy with like the approach, with the attitude, um, and the new guys have really come in and, and um, kind of bought into to what we what we've asked of them straight away. So from that perspective, it's been awesome. Um, yeah, I think like I mean the reality is that there's going to be competition for places. Like so, I think there it'll, it'll be interesting to see how, how some of these relationships develop um, over the next month. Um, I do think like Jimmy Villalobos has come in and, and shown that he's a, a good player. Devin Boyce has come in and uh, really fit and, and, and shown his qualities. Uh, Murphy, John Murphy Jr. is a, a rock solid player. Um, 
Um, you know, Michael Chalaka has been dealing with a little bit of a muscle injury, um, uh, you know, as one of our defenders. So we'll see how he gets on. Um, and then, you know, Wolfie, we've had back. Um, we're still waiting on three internationals. So, um, you know, uh, Juan Galindrez actually arrives in town tomorrow. Um, so, you know, the, these visa processes are are sort of uniform throughout our leagues. You know, everyone's kind of in the same boat. It takes a, it takes a long time to, to get foreign guys in the country. It's just kind of part and parcel. Um, but yeah, being, being at having most of our team here and having, you know, a couple of foreign guys arriving late is, 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 is not the, the worst thing in the world. And Juan gets in, so it'll be really interesting to see how Juan uh, gets himself acclimated and, and uh, you know, kind of gels with the group and, and because we see him as a big piece. Um, Obviously, Nazim's come in and been fit. Uh, Cheney's come in in a good place. Um, uh, Mauro Sacero's come in in a, in a decent place. Um, so, yeah, look, there's the, the selection. Derek Gebhardt's come in really fit. Um, you know, we're, we're at a spot where I think there's going to be a lot of competition, especially in the in – the, in the, you mentioned the uh, attacking part of the pitch. I think there's going to be a ton of competition there. And we've only really started to scratch the surface with that because there's, there's – uh, there's three guys that haven't arrived yet. So, um, and they're, and they're going to have to work to, to get up to, up to speed and show what they can do to, to be able to compete. So I think that, that healthy competition is what we want. You know, I think all teams that, that do well have that. Um, but yeah, that's a long winded answer for a pretty simple question, to be honest. And, and uh, I, I wouldn't say there's like one partnership so far, like we know, like you mentioned the back four know each other. Um, you know, um, but I think there's going to be competition for, for places all over the place. So looking ahead now, you've got the matchup with Chicago coming up. Um, what's been the focus this week and what are you hoping to see from the lads in this, in this matchup this week? Yeah, honestly, it's been defending. Um, it's been defending. Um, I wasn't thrilled with, Look, you mentioned, you know, oh, you know, we have a good back four and good goalkeeping. Yeah, we we do. Um, but that defending for us has to be a team thing because the league that we play in, um, you, you have to be able to to win games in different ways. And obviously, a big part of our off season was to improve the attacking side of the game. Um, right. And we've right. done. We've kind of based the first two weeks of training and sort of all encompassing things where we've kind of hit every phase of the game, kind of presented the game model, the game idea that we have over the course of two weeks. So we've sort of hit like everything, a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pretty unhappy um, just watching our first two sort of scrimmages with some of our defending um, stuff that we know, stuff, stuff that, Stuff that you know we we can't take lightly. Stuff that has to be a part of who we are if we're going to um, continue to have success and, and be a playoff team. So, I think um, that that's been a big that, that's that's a non-negotiable. You know, that's something that you know it's not always like the sexiest thing. It's not necessarily what <laughs> what the fans want to hear. Um, but we we we've got to continue to be a team that's difficult to play against um, if, if we're going to have success. So I, I'll, I'll always stand by that. You know, I was a goalkeeper myself and, and uh, we got it. We got to get there. We're, we're not there yet. So um, I, I do I do feel that it will come. I do feel that it will come and we have the quality to, to do it. Um, the next piece of that over the next three weeks is, is yeah, how are we going to put the ball in the net? And I think, um, yeah, I think that just that takes more time. Like coaching, the, the reality is that defending is non-negotiables and trying to create numerical advantages. Attacking is much more complex and much more um, it's a much more difficult thing, especially at our level to to coach and to to um, to to get the best out of. So that's something that we're going to spend a lot of time doing as well. Um, we've already kind of touched on some things, um, but I've really been focused in on we, we've got to make sure that the non-negotiables are, are happening every single day. Once we get there, then I can move on to how we're going to create chances and score goals. And we've already given them some of that, objectivized some of that. Um, but that's going to be a, a much that's going to be much more of a process. Whereas I feel like the defending, we should know that already. Um, it's basics and it's and it's um, making sure that we understand our roles. So, so that's that's what it's been here uh, over the first couple of two and a half weeks or so. Um, 
And uh, yeah, but like I said, I think with the quality, especially, you know, with the quality that we have returning, with the quality that we have coming in uh, from, from the, that hasn't arrived yet, I'm really excited to see what our, uh, attap, uh, what our attacking uh, pieces look like. To be honest, We're, we haven't really scratched the surface yet. Um, there's been a, there's not been much competition up there because um, we're, we're missing half of the, the players there. So um, that, that will change here in the next week or two, but, but, um, but yeah, excited for it. So uh, you mentioned uh, you mentioned earlier uh, Wong Galindres is in town tomorrow. Uh, does that mean that only uh, Sharif Jay and Augustine Davila are the only ones we're waiting on? And uh, when do you expect them to get into town? Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously Juan gets in tomorrow. Um, you know, all three of their visas have been approved for some time. It's just every country's different with. Before they can obviously travel, they got to have a document in hand, and that can be the right. frustrating hold-up sort of piece of it, um, because some some consulates um, and governments, you know, it takes a little bit longer. More difficult than others, yeah. That's just yeah. what it is, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I wish I had a, more of a timeline, but they're like I said, they're all three approved. Juan's obviously, we you know, fortunate to get him in tomorrow and, and get him acclimated, and, and you know, he'll have a you know, and then I think Sharif. Um, you know, you know, we signed Sharif, I think, before we signed Juan. So um, this is just how it goes sometimes. Um, and and then, uh, yeah, Augustine got approved, uh, I believe, last week. So um, we're hoping, you know, we're hoping here in the next week or two, these guys are here and and uh, we can get the group almost, you know, totally together. And then there's obviously still a few trialists that we're that we're looking at that have been been in with us to, to round out the, the rest of the roster. But but uh, yeah, time will tell. And uh, yeah, just keep your fingers crossed for us. If you know any any big shots, uh, in, in you know, in any in, in uh, Uruguay or Senegal, let me know. Uh, we can get them on. The, we can we can try to uh, we can try to figure something out. I was going to ask Mike, how much of this for Sharif is because he went to Senegal and he got married. And now he's coming back. No, I don't. We had the same thing with Abdu when we signed Abdu at a yeah. I mean, it's it's just Sen you know. Senegal, Senegal, right? Yeah, I mean, I look. I don't. I to be honest, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know a whole lot. Of, like our, we have a fantastic immigration attorney who who we who we uh, who we pay a handsome a handsome uh, fee to to help us with these things, and we and we hope that um we hope that you know uh, things are getting taken care of, and they've been really to be fair, like all the folks that are working on it. Have been really responsive and, and awesome. things have yeah. done been done in a timely manner but uh yeah some of it's just you know we got to control the things we can as well yeah i mean grant come on the afcon just got done on february 11th that's yeah. true i mean yeah. this is true so <laughs> you know the whole the whole continent shuts down for you know the for the tournament and that that runs for a whole like month a, i think that'd be a trip ndz would you know, I think oh, we got to do it. Well. We got to do it at some point. It was at, in Ivory Coast this year, um, so see, yeah. I don't, I don't see, I don't see any future where we go to this and we don't get stuck in Africa somehow. Uh, <laughs> that's not. That's a good problem. It's called a good problem to have, Mitch. Like, like, I'm sorry, it's not a problem. Sorry, so, boss, I can't make it back. I'm stuck in Africa. Stuck in Nigeria. What can we want me to do? Yeah, yeah. There's literally nothing I can do. Uh, I got Wi-Fi. You want to let me work remote? Um, <clears throat> have to ask about Faraday Souza as well, uh, just because he he was somebody who. Stuck out to me as being a little bit more vocal on like some of the club's social media stuff going into the start of preseason. How's he settling in, especially coming from California? Like that, you know, talking with talking with Cheney is not an easy adjustment for some of these guys that are coming from cold weather climates. Yeah, no, Sos is a pro. I mean, he's someone that I've worked with in the past. He's, you know, he's not a young kid. He's he's played and he's played in I don't know. He's, he's played probably in half the teams in our league. I mean, like he's just, he, he's been around, you know, like he, he, um, he knows, he knows the league, he knows what it means. He knows, you know, he's come in in a good place physically after, after having an injury uh, last year. So yeah, ha really happy with him. Yeah. He's, he's, um, he's finding his feet. He's, but he's, he's come in and done well and, and, and a, always a good character and a yeah big personality. And we're really excited to have him. Um, so yeah, Sosa has been great, and yeah, we're looking forward to him, really, yeah, pushing the envelope, and and we'll see. Uh, I, like I said, I'm, I think I'm gonna have some tough decisions to make, um, and uh, it's gonna be kind of a week to week thing, and and uh, but he's a guy who can play a bunch of different roles, and and uh, yeah, really excited, really pleased to, to have him uh, on our team. 
So we've already mentioned that you have, you know, this game with the Fire 2 coming up February 23rd, which is Friday. After that, you've got a matchup with Indy 11 on Friday, March 1st. And then you go down to go see our good friends down in St. Louis and go play the uh, St. Louis 2 squad down on March 9th. Are you looking to switch up tactics or formation compared to last last season for any of these games just to kind of get creative and see what can work? Or is it more of just kind of like figuring out what's the formation that's you're going to use for the season moving forward? Yeah, no, we, I mean, it's the same kind of approach I've had uh, since last year. And that's, we kind of have our, our base kind of structure of, of what we, what we want to look like most of the time when we attack and most of the time when we defend um, that's based on the qualities that I think our personnel have. And that's based on um, the teams, the way that most of the teams in our league play. Um, that being said, we're, we're always, I always tell the guys we, we just met on it today, like I'm always going to be ready to adapt. And so part of what we do and part of what we'll do um, over the next few weeks is, throw them in some different situations. We'll prepare for it in training and, and, um, but yeah, there might be a tactical adjustment, um, a shape change. Um, that's a big part of the adaptability component, which is one of our core beliefs. And, um, guys have to be okay with that. They have to be, um, brave to, to try things to, to be able to change things and not be, not be scared of that. Um, um, and just be be proactive and adaptable and brave and, and those are those are big things that, that, that I believe in so um, yeah to answer your question like we'll kind of have our de facto you know one or two things similar to what we did last year but if I'm being honest I'd love to be able to add another element or, or two into what we do and that's not necessarily like shape as much as like stylistically like can we be a little bit more aggressive in certain moments yeah um, yeah um, you know, and so, yeah, the idea is like once we get everyone here and, and see who's see wh where we're at, um, sort of on a whole and, and concrete and collective, I think then then it, then you can really start to dive into like, all right, are we going to are we going to be able to flex between X, Y and Z or are we going to kind of stick with this? Because this is our best our best way that we feel like we can set up. So I'm a big believer in, in adaptability, but but really focused on the way that we want to play um, being the the ultimate sort of thing we fall back on, right? Whether that's defending or attacking or transitions, like th there's going to be a way that we want to do it in, in every phase. And um, that will be, that will always take precedent over, you know, uh, four, four, two or three, five, two or, or anything. Yeah. <clears throat> and Matt, I mean, I think with preseason, it's like you see teams that will kind of like work towards, a game where it's like that's going to be the game where it's going to be our full squad playing the majority of the game as close to like a real game as possible is there a game that you have in mind like that or is it more of just we're just trying to get guys out and just see like where we're at and yeah i mean yeah i think well i think it's a progression i think like this this game will be the closest we've been to that the one we're going to play on friday um yeah. But yeah. again, it's it's just early, man. It's just early. like and I know, like we're thinking, oh, three, you know, three more preseason games, and then here we go. But even the the, the reality <laughs> is for for teams in our league, like that's just like even like the first couple of league games are kind of an extension of preseason. Like you you still right of course, now the right. results count, and now it's not like we're tweaking and trying things. Um, it's more like all right, like we're gonna we're going to win the game, but it's still it's still just the reality of it is that with just at the level that we're at um there is a there's still a learning curve that's happening for every single team at our level um the first month of the season and my hope is that and i thought we did this quite well last year for the most part i felt like we were <clears throat> we were really prepared to be competitive from the first game and that will be my objective again like i thought we went down to to omaha uh, the first game we played last year and should have won you know we're unlucky not to win the game um, oh, yeah, we agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. So, you know, look, look we're always going to, you know, we're always going to try to to prepare as best as we can for that first day and have the, the right things in place. But we also have to understand that there's going to be injuries. There's going to be hopefully not, yeah. not too many, um, but there's going to be things that come up um, that we're going to have to be ready to, to roll with. And so I don't like to over plan, but I do like to, I would like to, you know, see a progression every week. And so hopefully this Friday, you know, it's it's more or less um, 
a team that's that's getting closer to to what we're gonna look like, and, and we're looking at some things, and we see how some, we put some guys in, throw some guys in the fire. We see how they do. Um, we 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 analyze the game. We go into the indie week and we say, all right, like you know, what can we improve here? Um, is there some a guy who deserves an opportunity? And we and we we take a look at that week, <clears throat> and then hopefully going into that sort of final game against St. Louis, you're looking at closer to, to what you're thinking about for, for, for closer to probably a starting 11 for, for week one. But um, that, that would be that would be uh, the Matt Glazer, you know, ideal way um, of, of it working out. Things are going to come up in the meantime. Guys are going to be arriving. Um, guys, you know, you know, there'll be things that come up and we just got to be ready to roll with it. And I think the, the big benefit that we have this year is I think our depth is, again, I've said it a few times, like I think our depth is – is the best it's been since I've been at the, at the club. And um, that's, that's something that I think is going to go a long way for us and all the competitions that we're in. So I've got to ask, so we're less than a month from the USL one league season kickoff away to Tormenta. Um, very new look Tormenta squad overall. Uh, no Pablo Hara or is it Jara Jara? Is it Jara? Is it Hara? I don't think anyone knows. It's Hara. No matter how much I shouted at that guy to find that out the past four seasons, he never responded. He never answered you. Yeah, never. Or like very it was, rude. It was a thing, man. Very, like very rude. Three years you yelled at that guy. Is it Jara or Hara? <laughs> Like and not times once did, he give, did he give you any type of not once. modicum of an answer. You know, I the, mean, the it, good thing is, though, Grant, is that he hasn't left the league. He plays for Richmond now. So you can still ask this question. Yeah, oh, I'm going to find out. <laughs> what were you going to say, Matt? Um, no, I was saying you can still ask. You can still ask. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing, playing, I'm playing up it. We got oh, we to settle this. We'll be asking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, you know, speaking of Richmond goalkeepers, cause, uh, Fitzgerald has retired at this point. Is that accurate? Oh, no, no, he went to NCFC. Oh, well, that's yeah. a mistake. Uh, <laughs> he also didn't enjoy when I was shouting Tetsuo at him very loudly. Uh, there's there's a certain art matt's shaking his head and just like there there's a certain art of opposition fans heckling goalkeepers um matt you have to okay so a couple of questions the first one is more important and that is what was your favorite heckling that you ever got from opposition fans as a goalkeeper the other is What's the game plan versus Tormenta? They they they're not the sort of same look team that they've been the past couple of years. They've lost a lot of their sort of star power. Um, very very new look. So I'm interested to see how you plan on lining up against them. Yeah, um, I'll do the first one first. I guess uh, Minnesota United away when they were in the NASL. Uh, actually, Neil was on that team, and we played them a couple of times, but we ended up playing them in a final um in the division two final and uh what they did was they um so at halftime you know goalkeepers when you when you go out to your goal you bring your water bottle and the ultras whatever i forget the name of their their fan group um but at the time you know my my dark clouds yeah i don't know if if it was them them at the time i'm not sure but um this is this is burned and did this yeah this is this is a while ago Um, but these, these guys uh so i left my water bottle out at halftime you know and so um, at halftime, you go into the locker room. I left my water bottle from the first half out, right? So I come back out for the second half. Our athletic trainer had taken my water bottle from the one goal and moved it to the other goal. So I had water for the second half. And I always, like, had this thing where, like, I would, like, squirt the bottle out, like, on the ground a little bit first before, I don't know, it was just, like, this weird thing that I did. Get the person uh, out first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever it might be, right? Um, but I squared out my water bottle and it's like brown, you know, and, uh, the, the fan section on the opposite end just go like nuts, you know? Um, so they had like, someone had like jumped the, jumped the, jumped the fence, got a hold of my water bottle and like filled it up with beer. 
um and uh so that was that was like pretty cool and then like they, they gave it to me they gave it to me like pretty good after the game like during the game as well like they were they were letting me have it a little bit and i remember a few insults that i won't uh, mention here uh, on, on on public broadcasting but uh but they um they were good and and um and uh even after the game like i went over and like gave them a round of applause and they kind of did the same thing so it was cool like i um really really i, I enjoyed those guys um that was a good one um yeah tormenta man i'm I'm like not even to be honest with you i haven't even like watched them i haven't even watched like we like usually what we'll do is in the weeks lead the couple you know the probably 10 days leading up to that game we'll we'll track down some film some preseason people they've played try to track down some film on them um and we'll see what they're yeah like i said a lot of new faces there um so i'm not even to be honest i'm not even really focusing on them at this moment we're, we're yeah. really focused on us um, trying to be, trying to do the things that we want to do and, and establish what, who we want to be. But yeah, we'll, we'll certainly try to come up with the, the, the best game plan and get our, you know, send my spies out to, to find video. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do all that. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty far from a, from a set game plan for, for those guys at the moment. Hey, Jim, Mirman, Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, right. Totally. Yeah. I am. I am the spy, of course. Obviously. Right. I am this guy. <laughs> Um, on a, on a separate note, but still early season, uh, open cup is, it was off and it was on, it looks like it's on again. Um, lots of news happening over the past two, three, four days. Um, from reports, it looks like it's a very strong possibility that league one teams would be entering in the first round, which is the Tuesday to Thursday, right after, uh, our opener against Tormenta. Um, is that something that you guys had been like planning on or is there like any sort of game plan that you've had so far uh, looking into this? And have you heard anything? I'm assuming not from uh, U.S. soccer regarding it. No, I've just heard what you've heard. And that that's actually the date that you mentioned uh, that midweek is is probably what it's looking like based on what I've been told, but nothing set in stone yet. So, yeah, I mean nothing nothing's formalized yet um and until it is um we're just going to plan to play in that competition as we always would um whenever that game ends up being if it's that week if it's the following week like we'll be we'll we'll, we'll have a in my opinion uh, a deep enough roster to to make it work one way or the other but yeah i, I would like to um obviously have a better showing in that competition this year. So um, that's the idea and uh, we'll take it as it comes. And like I said, adaptability, um, I could probably just get that tattooed on my, on my forehead. Because, uh, that's just the way it is. You know, that's just the way it is. So we'll, we'll take it as it comes. We're, we're, you know, I'm, I'm uh, my hope is that we're, we're participating in, in the open cup competition and, and uh, we go from there. You know, I gotta, I gotta ask because you've, you've coached for MLS teams before um, what's your, what's your take on sort of the MLS stance on this tournament in general? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard. I mean, I, part of me, part of me, um, part of me can, can understand a little bit where they're coming from in terms of maybe injury prevention or the travel association or risk versus reward part, part of me, can understand a little bit of that. Another part of me is like, come on, like, let's come on guys. Like you're, you're MLS, like just play in the open cup, like do the right thing here. Um, you know, yeah. uh, which is, I think is the more the fan in me and, and the tradition of, of dude, US dude, soccer, you know, if the, if the English squads are playing in like the fucking Carabao cup and the, or like, you know, the, the, the French squads playing like the, the, like the Coupe de league or whatever, like, come on. Yeah. The rum, the rumbleos milk cup. Yeah, yeah. What, just, what gets like, me on, that they have on. this cup and then they have the league's cup and they they create the league's cup out of nothing and force every team to be in it and have this whole month off from the season and then they complain about schedule congestion and it's like my brother in Christ you created the schedule congestion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the, the, it's not always the individual clubs that that you yeah. know what I mean. It's just you got to take it all with the grain of salt. I do think that. Um, like I don't like with with the the resources that most of the MLS teams have. Like they're they're in my opinion they're they're more than uh, well equipped enough to to participate in that competition. But I know every every club has you know there I'm sure there's 
some, you know, uh, you know, smoke and mirrors going on behind the scenes as there always is in, in American soccer. And, uh, you hope, you hope things end up working in the right direction. But for us, like we're pumped to, to be a part of that competition and, um, yeah, whoever's in it, like we'll, we'll, we'll go for it. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, you're not coming across quality keepers like Connor Cable, uh, in the MLS. So got to test, got to test your, uh, your strikers against that high level competition at some point. Um, that is a throwback name. Well, you know, Connor Cable happened to be one of the, uh, surprise delights of the 2022, uh, U S open cup. Um, even if they did put us through our paces, uh, <laughs> Cleveland SC, um, great, great open cup competition. He was their hero. Of the game, the game before they played us, he, oh, uh, he really showed 100%. out. Oh, dude, Connor Cable, man, that got like, that was a, that was a cool story with Cleveland. And like, wasn't there like their leading scorer? Like what was the story with him too? Oh yeah, their leading scorer was this like real like old guy, and then he couldn't even make the trip out because he was he couldn't get off of work for his like accounting job or something like right. that. Exactly. Yeah. That's just how things work in the open cup. Right. Yeah, that's the I'm cup. That's the, beauty, the, that's the beauty cup. of the cup. That's the beauty of the cup. Yeah, I mean, like I, I very much liken the open cup t- to the. Yes, the the League Cup in England or the FA Cup actually in the earlier rounds. Yeah, um, for sure the the early. You're not getting a guy like Wayne Shaw, uh, the the roly poly keeper, the who ate the the personification of who ate all the pie. <laughs> that guy got a pie sponsorship after that game against Arsenal. Wonderful, wonderful things. I want a pie sponsorship, Grant. I, uh, <laughs> there, there to be a, hey, I I haven't I heard of a vegan pie sponsorship over in England. Yeah. So if there's gonna hey, be a guy, you know what? Uh, this is NDZ Live brought to you by whatever pie company. See how amazing that sounds? You could be sponsoring us right now for our tens of right. Listeners. Exactly. So. Uh, all right. We've talked entirely too much about a very very early preseason. Uh, let's, let's talk quick about, uh, wh- what are we, what are we into lately? What's the, what's the, the art, the, uh, sort of culture piece of late that you've been enjoying could be film, could be television, could be music, art, books, etc. What are you, what are you into? Music, art, books, etc. Um, what have I done? I'm trying to think. You put me on the spot a little bit here. Yeah, we don't put you in the oh. spot. You know we do this every uh, time. Uh, watched, uh, <laughs> I actually watched uh, watched Oppenheimer the other night. Uh, what do you think? A little late on it, probably, but yeah, I, I actually, I actually really liked it. I really did. I did too. Uh, yeah. Big fan of uh, Mr. Murphy and and uh, his work, and obviously Nolan. We we all know is is uh, a crack, and uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed it, and. Uh, I wasn't sure, like, because it was like long, man. It was like fucking. Yeah. Was, I was like, all right, like, I was did you watch it all the way through, or did you? Say I saw the scene. Oh, no, I, I watched the whole thing through, and it was worth it. It was good. It was like well done, and um, I'm, you know, I was a, I was a history guy, and you know, as a, as a student, and um, so yeah, really, just I always enjoy those kind of um, those kind of yeah. those kind of bits, and and uh, some really cool, interesting stuff, and stuff that I didn't that I didn't know as well. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, cool. really, really enjoyed that. Cool, cool. I still haven't seen it. I haven't either. The yeah. history movie I watched last year instead was Napoleon, which I think was a mistake. I want to watch that too. How was it? Well, don't tell me, but it was it any decent? <laughs> I want to. I want to see that because I'm, I'm a big there. There, it's entertaining to a point. There's uh, quite a few historical inaccuracies. Oh yeah, um, but I mean. Uh, it depends on how much you like uh, walking Phoenix. Like roundhouse kicking, like Mongols, or like what's going on? <laughs> maybe, maybe not that far, but I mean, I would watch that actually. Are yeah. you talking about Roadhouse set in France? Hey, I, I, I think, nice. I think you, I think you'd enjoy it. Nice. But for for me, it was like I enjoyed it, but I don't think I could ever watch it again. That's yeah. kind of where I put it. Okay, well, I would watch Roadhouse again. <laughs> They're remaking Roadhouse. Did you see this? <laughs> Oh, oh I, I heard that. That's a shame. Yeah. This is with Jake Gyllenhaal, though. 
No, nah, what are we doing? Come on. How do we feel about that? Yeah, no, nah, come on. No, man. thank you. We got to be no. better than that. There's no <laughs> way to redo that. <laughs> All right, Grant, you're up next. Um, in terms, I actually have been watching something. Um, I know it's rare, um, but I, I, I stumbled across uh, the Billion Dollar Goal, which was a documentary um, that was done right before Grant Wall died. Um, he kind of like put it together and he narrated he narrated it. It was all about the importance of, um, you know, Paul Kyle Jerry's goal in 1990 to get the United States into the World Cup. And for a guy like me, who that was the team that got me, you know, interested in the sport. Um, yeah, it was it was really cool to watch and kind of, you know, see like you know how. You know, and, and even like with what we did with New Dogma uh, in the last issue, talking with Jim, um, you know, it really focused about how the struggles that the sport of soccer had in this country during the 1980s, especially during the mid 80s. And, you know, and um, it really was like it was one of those things where they were really concerned that like if they didn't qualify for this tournament, people was going to pull the 94 World Cup. And so. Um, it just kind of goes from there. So it's really great. Um, other than that, what I've been listening to is uh, we went to this, you know, we went to the stores this weekend and I was really jazz heavy this weekend, as you know. Very um, much so. Yeah. And the album that I, I've enjoyed the most is Bob James. Um, amazing piano player, Bob James. Um, his album Three, which um, it's said on the cover that special guest Grover Washington Jr. So if you don't know who Grover Washington Jr. is, well, you sh- you then well, you should listen. Yeah. So, uh, check out this record. One of yeah, his, check out this record. Songs, and so, but yeah, he plays that huge TikTok thing last year, so a lot of people know Grover Washington Jr. Except that they think go. it's all Bill Withers. Yeah, because of course it wasn't all Bill Withers. It's not. So, uh, but yeah, so I've been listening to his album Three, Bob James Three, um, with special guests, as it says in the cover, Grover Washington. So that's what I've been listening to. Special guest. Very special guest. Very special guest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been listening to, and I, I actually just got the, um, the actual seven inch in the mail today, but, um, the heart tones. Uh, so two E's on the, uh, they, they have a single out on big crown called forever and ever. It's a very much like a a throwback sort of yeah, it's good old nineteen sixties really, soul sound. It's, and it's really by good. a bunch of bunch of uh, Chicano in L.A. Uh, yep. These or San Diego, maybe. Anyway, they look I'm not very young. Leon Michaels is buying this. Yes, they yeah, they look very young. Like I had no idea what I wanted to do when I was twenty two years old, uh, let alone cut. A record like that that sounds this great. I'm planning on playing it. Actually, Chris and I are playing at Lola's for Mo- Motown Monday again on March 11th. Um, so Chris Fox, who's been on the show, is a f- sort of frequent guest host. Um, he he's actually on the bill. I am just tag teaming as as you as you do. Um, but yeah, Night of Soul music over at Robinia. Uh, we will be back there. So that last thing was at Lola's. We'll be back at Rubinia on the 15th. So four nights later. What am I doing, Grant? I'm in my fucking 40s and I'm like DJing <laughs> two nights in a week and working a full-time job. This is, uh, I mean, next thing you know, it's you're going to be uh, having to take more PTO and like, you know. It's a good thing I've got vacation days banked, but. God damn. Right. Like planning trips to like, like Ibiza. Yeah, right. I'm not planning. Yeah, not quite yet. What we actually do, one of the things I thought was cool that I thought I would mention, and then we can kind of close up this episode. Uh, but we are, we actually have three dates booked for after forward Madison matches at Rabinia, uh, Saturday nights during the Ford Madison season. Uh, in May, July, and August, where we will be there throwing down music 
uh, after forward Madison plays, even after forward club shuts down. So it'll be on from like 10 PM till whenever they call it a night. Um, but it's just a super good time. Highly, highly prioritizing the music and good vibes piece. Um, very unassuming, very unpretentious. Just come and hang out, have a good time, dance, uh, enjoy yourself. It's going to be super great to do that after a forward Madison match. I'm going to have to take like two days off after that grant. This is the thing about is, being in your forties and doing s- silly things. Just to hang out with your friends and have a good time. As you saw uh, on my post this today from the great miles Davis. Um, <laughs> an interviewer asked him, it's like, you know, are you feeling your age? You know, do you do you feel old? And uh, Miles just goes, "Where?" <laughs> classic, classic you Miles know, Davis. He's the man. He's the man. It would do me no prouder than to end an episode of NDZ Live on a Miles Davis joke. You know, it's crazy, <laughs> Andrew, because this is not the first time that you have forgotten something. What did I forget? Fuck. Mitch, I had you in the notes. I didn't. God damn, I'm a dickhead. You're all good. All good. Mitch, hit me with some shit I've not been listening to. Well, here's the thing is, is you're typing it in there, but I cut and pasted it after yours, after you missed me. So anyways, uh, I'll just say what I did in Vegas a little bit this weekend. Uh, I went and saw Penn and Teller on Saturday, which was dope. Um, those guys are just as good now as they were 30, 40 years ago. Are you serious? Uh-huh. They, how often do they play there? Is it like every day? It's they they go. I think it's nightly Wednesday through Sunday. Jesus they, Christ, something like that. Yeah, and they change up their episode. They change up their like their shows like constantly. That's like one oh, of their things. Is like in Vegas normally you do a show. Normally a a comedian or someone does a show or a magician. And they do the, you go back in five years, they'll be doing the same show. That's kind of like how <laughs> Vegas is. Uh, Penn and Teller are very different. They even talked about it during the show. They're like, we will do new stuff. Like, and part of it is that they have to because they'll like try out some, some of like something they're working on or they're doing something that they did on their TV show because their TV show, they do yeah. a, a new, uh, they do a new thing. Right. Uh, right. At the end right. of, every single show that they do and they've been doing it for like eight ten seasons at this point so like they do a ton of these and so it's it was like it was really entertaining uh love that uh and then friday night i got to see we apparently battle bots are out in vegas and you can go watch the battle bots wait you saw battle bots yeah saw battle bots it was it was awesome and and like the ones they had How, how electric was seeing battle bots Oh, it was awesome. And they had the <laughs> the thing that they had for this. So it wasn't one of the TV screenings. It's this it's this thing that they have just for like low like people to come watch. And uh so they showed like they showed off like a whole bunch of these like old uh these old bots that were like really good in the past. And like for this, because normally they have a weight limit, so like for this there was no weight Crazy. limit. So some of them were like super souped up like like that. So like got to see like kraken and mammoth and nightmare like some like really good bots is pretty dang how did you like fight this wasn't a random thing right like you you went looking for this right so it's funny because how i found it was so i have this i have this travel site that i use uh that i look for coupons on and i had found uh a coupon on it for pen and teller like a few months ago uh and so like last week you know, like last minute, we're like, okay, like, let's make sure that we've got everything. We, so I got this coupon for Penn and Teller. And as I'm looking, I saw the same site had a coupon for the BattleBots. I'm like, hey, you guys want to go see BattleBots? And everyone was just like, oh, absolutely. We want to go see So this. you find out about this on a coupon site? Yeah. Wild. Yeah. It was, they were advertising it on billboards around Vegas, too. Like, I didn't even oh, realize this was a thing until until then. And then it's oh, like, oh, wow. this is How like, much are these nerds getting paid? That's what I want to know. I'll tell you. I'll tell These you. These robot people. 
These robot More people, than us, Andrew. <laughs> dude, they have a residency in Vegas. They're, they not only have a residency in Vegas, they have their own arena. So let it me is ask the you this, Mitch. Arena. Okay, let me set up. Just okay, let me them. ask you. Let me ask you this question because I have to know. Yeah. How much of this seems scripted? Uh, some of it was. A lot of it was scripted. Um, I wouldn't say uh, it wasn't a hundred percent. Uh, I'd say That's probably wrestling. Yeah, it's entertainment. They had five. They had five fights. They had five fights. Um, two of the fights were very clearly like this bot is going to win. Let I me mean, ask you a question the, though. One like, of the bots was a bot yeah. versus just a a slot machine on wheels. Literally, okay. well, just a that's slot entertaining though. That's entertaining. Oh, it's absolutely entertaining <laughs> to see a bot just slice open a slot machine and stuff go flying everywhere. They, these great. are the jobbers of the BattleBot world. Absolutely. Man, I, I think you need to do a a preseason trip down to Las Vegas next year. This Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just you know saying. already this Maybe. is not a good idea. Maybe postseason, post something uh, <laughs> to celebrate. Hey, we win the cup, we go to Vegas. Yes. Yeah. Right? yeah. All right. I like that idea. Just let's, only let's to see the battle bots. That's all we're doing in Vegas. Yeah, just the battle let's, bots. Let's and with, then you go home. That's go all. home. That's it. That's it. You know, that would be very generous of the battle bots people if they were willing to donate that. Get these guys out there. We need, to, we need to get a USL League One. If they win a championship, I will write a formal request to the BattleBots people. Get this team out there. All expenses. Watch the BattleBots. That, and that's it. Nothing else. That's it. Just uh, BattleBots. <laughs> <laughs> Make it happen, Andrew. You can do it. Okay. I'm very persuasive. Anyway. Matt has been very patient with us this last 10 minutes. Um, thank you, Matt, again, for, for yeah, joining us tonight. Thank you. Really Big appreciate time. it. Um, I know a lot, so many fans are stoked about the start of the season. Um, we're a month away. I think Grant and Mitch, are you guys still planning to head down to the St. Louis game? If, if we're, we can be we're, there? we're in talks. Yeah, so. we're, we're discussing it. Um, I'm looking into what we can do down down there. So we're in talk. Yeah, you got to talk to T Bone. You got to talk to Keith, man. That's his town. Yeah. That's yeah. like uh, Keith. If if I don't go, I don't think Keith will ever forget me. So. <laughs> yeah, right. That would, that would be a decent right. one to catch because I, I have a feeling uh, Keith knows a, a few uh, a few yeah. uh, back alleys to, to check yeah. out. Yeah, Keith, like is like the guy, Keith is like the guy for St. Louis that has the key to the city, but like he bought it off a guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah or, or, I got I got family, okay, family down there. So. <laughs> yeah. Bought it off a guy. Yeah. I got family down there, so <laughs> my hope. You run for his price? No, but I got it. <laughs> yeah. He, he was out of favor. Um, and we love that about him. Uh, <laughs> sorry about being a dick, Mitch. You're all Thank good. You. Yeah, I know. It's nothing new. I'm used to it. Well, <laughs> I'll pay for it somehow. <laughs> Matt, you pay for it every day, my friend. Every that is day. True. Every day of my life. And then some. Matt, thank you for joining us again. Uh, we will hopefully best, talk bro. with you very soon. Uh, but hopefully after the season starts. Uh, but yep. we will see. Uh, no episode next time. We're going to come back in a month. We'll be back the week of March 10th ahead of the Tormenta game because I'm going to be gallivanting in Japan uh, and have, we're all going to be having a great time. Hopefully the next time we talk, you know, snow on the ground, just soccer all the time. Uh, that would be fantastic. Uh, with that, we will leave you. And as Grant always says, be easy, everybody. We'll see you all next time. <laughs>